Hello and welcome. My name is Liva Bonnevi and this is episode 20 from Clan of the Horses, a podcast about horses and horse people. In this episode, you will get part two of the interview with master trainer Benedict Lindahl. Please note that if you haven't heard the first part of the interview yet, I strongly recommend that you start there, because Benny and I are going to pick up right where we left off. Do you think that being fit in body and mind is also apt to make you more interesting to the horse? Yes, because then you are less standing in the way. If you are riding on a horse and you know how clever they are, you are rewarding him with uh, something you are just or just not asking too much. And you can feel, uh, if you're sensible and, and know something about horses, you can feel he knows that and he's feeling good about it. He, he, you know, it's it's endless. You can go backwards and forwards with with those feelings between a horse and a rider. I feel that every day, you know, and uh, he really can feel that, and he appreciates that so much. So clever are they, and those who are missing that, they die poor. That is the the big key, and that is what keep me going. I'm searching for that. I'm building the uh, all about building up is about that, and uh, and then we can talk about together work. It, it's it's you take so little to 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 say to the horse, hey, we want to maybe slow down, or we want to change gait, or we want a bit collection, or whatever. If the up building up opening is there, he's ready, no problem. Nothing special is going on because uh, everything's cool and you don't surprise him. And it's all about that. It's it's very simple, but I never said simple was easy. I'm also intrigued about uh, something you mentioned a couple of times now, the rules of the herd. Yeah. Um, can you say something? I mean, I know I know this is a very big topic, but can you yeah. can you... Give me some hint about how you look at the herd and the rules of the herd. How you use it to navigate. Yes, I can do that. Uh, for example, uh, we had a couple of years, uh, so a couple of days course uh, with uh, Icelandic horse owners. And we were only riding in the nature. And doing a couple of things there. Or just more or less showing the horses in the nature. I wanted to show them that. Don't make it too complicated, and so and so on. And was very very popular and very nice. But I spent always a half day taking the people to a herd like this, and with a stallion, mares with foals, a lot of space, a lot of nature. Uh, you know, a river and and maybe 50, 60 hectare land or something. And we were just spreading around, sitting down and watching the herd. And we were watching, uh, I, I like most to watch the foal because uh, they are really, you know, learning those rules then and uh, how quickly they learn, how soft they are, how collect they are. And then we are talking about to teach them something later on. That's absolutely stupid. It's more or less to say, hey, ask, can we do this maybe 
one day together. And then it's also, of course, very interesting to see the signals between the mares and the stallions and, and, and uh, just everything. And then you understand better how, how you can uh, work with your horse and, and you're maybe more able to know how a horse thinks when, when he is reacting. And, uh, and it's also just fun. Can I also ask you, when you say release and praise, to elaborate a little bit about how you would, you know, praise a horse or what would what would be your way of of giving something back to them when you're training them? Yeah, it is. Uh, it is normally is enough to to leave them alone in the right moment. Uh, that is actually all about that, and uh, it's the same thing in the herd when the foal uh, they ask them to go away. Maybe another mare or a stallion or something. They go away, and when they go away, they are left alone. And uh, then everything, everybody's happy. It's more or less like that. And you can you can do that uh, from the ground, of course. You can you can do that when you're sitting in the saddle with giving him the rein in the for a second or or longer period, or you can do it with your sit, uh, make you a little bit lighter in the saddle, and then we can. Take it further. I mean, uh, often when I, especially if I have a younger horse and I, I was really, really satisfied with him today, I take him tomorrow with me as a honest. And I've been uh, practicing that for a while and he do that perfectly. And he's jogging just with me with another horse and we are going through the nature. And actually, we are team. Like in the herd, uh, uh, we have the same language, the same aura between me and those two horses. We are just three creatures together. Nothing special is going on, but uh, yet a lot is going on because we are we are together and, and there's no argument and no misunderstanding and so on. And nobody is sitting on him. The rain is loose. Nothing is in his mouth. I just have a, a halter. And uh, that is... At, at, uh, also an example how I say thank you and uh, sometimes I, I just go down you know off the horse and, 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 and walk a little bit it is most more or less this thing to, to leave him alone in the right moment and of course you can be nice to him and sometimes I have nothing against you, you give him something but that is something else I think it makes yeah. perfect sense when you talk about the rules of the herd that saying praise like good boy, I mean, making like a vocalization of the praise or to give them a treat is something that you don't ever see horses do. No, but they they, they kind of, you know, scratch each other and, and so on. And I also, when you're talking about that, uh, you know that from, especially from... Uh, Horses, uh, when they are finished to jump or something, they are really hitting the horse with the with the hand, you know. And I, I never understood that because, uh, oh, uh, that must be uncomfortable. Actually, uh, where I was uh, uh, a young teenager in uh, by the on this farm, there were cows, and he told me if you do that, you also have to put your thumb under your rest of your hand, and then we have ear here between. And then it's then it's comfortable, but not with the with the flat hands. 
And uh, but of course, it's better to do it like this. You know, that is something what we made the other one. Yeah. The small and important details, I think, because I think when people pet the horse with a flat hand, they usually do it while they give some sort of release. So I think the horse kind yeah. of knows that the petting means that okay, this this day's work is finished. So they kind of learn to to decode in a way. I think what it means, but but for sure, when you know how sensitive the skin is and how sensitive they are, it's it's certainly not the best way to to praise a horse. But sometimes it feels almost a little bit sad that what you can really offer the horse that he wants is just to be left alone, because it's it's not the human way of thinking and feeling. So I think there we have a very huge challenge as people because we want to do it our way. And the horse's way is just, and the rules of the herd, like you described, is just so different. Yeah, well, it's it's a, it's a lot of details what you can do. I mean, uh, when you get close to the horse and you want to put the bridle on him, before you do that, you have to say hello and uh, scratch his horse and, and talk to him. And then you make your bridle two holes longer before you put it in the mouth. So you have space to put it all over the ears. Then you can do it like it should be. And uh, take your time. Not jump on the horse and, and put something in his mouth and something on his back and something on his feet. And, and, and then you go with your weight on him and then you go with all your pressure and I hate it when I see it's done just like it was should be normal for the horse because it isn't and uh, and there's a lot of stuff what we are putting on him and in the mouth and and all kind of thing and and I also when I I take the saddle off and everything I I really do some nice things and 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 also when I take the bridle away again I I, I also then two holes longer. And all these small details, he appreciated, really appreciated. Of course, that he have a place to lay down and roll and, and all these details and uh, space and, and everything, you know. But we are often actually very unfair and, and maybe we don't think about it, but we should. And all this, what we are asking the horse or not even asking, we want to, uh, that is not with the right preparation and the horse hasn't understand it. And for example, about these three things there, uh, an example, uh, I've seen so many horses, for example, in my clinic, you know, they are okay, but they could be much, much better in the mouth and, and taking the rain contact in a better way. And that is because they have never been preparated for fully that they understand the rain contact and then also not accept it. And they are maybe missing something and they are struggling with, with the contact from the hand and, and uh, want to go against it or, or behind it. And uh, that's, I find that always pretty sad. But you have to have the experience and you have to have the time so, so the horse are really fine with it and accept it and he knows that uh, you are reward him with with different things you know like we said before with your sit or with you giving your rein back you know this building the horse up 
never stops. So you have to be careful and you have to be doing this for on the right way and, and not too tight and, and not too long. And, and you know, this, this work with the horse that he learned to uh, accept or to understand this rain connection, this is so a fine line. If you do too much or uh, if you are unfair, you lose the horse. And uh, he will get on the bit or he want to flee away to get, how do you say it, under it, behind it. Yeah. And uh, I think mo most of the reason is uh, that the riders want to have the rain contact clear. They are uh, not explaining it to the horse. And in the same time, they are thinking about collection. And that is so wrong because when you are explaining the rain contact to a horse, that actually have nothing to do with collection. It's just that is that is uh, a part of your building the horse up. So so you have to be careful, and it's it's maybe a too too long story to explain. But you have to be careful, and uh, that's the reason we see so many horses behind the bit, but they have lost the horses. They are making it uh, too 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 tight, too something. Can I just ask you if you have a young horse? never had a bit in the mouth before. How would you approach the horse to give him the right start and the right feel of, you know, what reins and bit is? In the, in the first place, uh, I do it all through, through a halter from the ground, all these uh, signals, and till he understand that and has accepted and is, is okay with it. And then I put a bit in his mouth and kind of doing mix it together and uh, i always uh, try to to avoid by a young horse the pressure on the top i give him time enough to get used to it before i really use it i have also designed uh, a special halter now which i can connect uh, with the rings from the bit to the halter so it's more or less the halter but a little bit the bit and after a certain preparation to ride like this, uh, he understands the rain uh, to bend and to slow down. But he's long and he's just trotting or whatever uh, on the trails in the right nature. And I'm making uh, myself in the seat uh, light. And that is enough. Just leave him, let him be a, a young horse and, and, and just make it so easy as possible for him is enough that he understand to to slow a little bit down and, and and so on for a while and what is actually very good i also wanted to tell you is it's not done enough that is when you're working with younger horses and they are coming up to certain certain level with the gait or with the with the speed or with the the beginning of the collection or whatever what it is don't be in a hurry to 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 go to a, to another level let him be there for a while and uh, uh, he is maybe offering more because he is more maybe talentful or maybe it's easy for him and and many riders just take it and and go go for it let him be let him stay there where he's uh, 
doing fine and he's comfortable. If you do that, they are, of course, they are getting stronger. First, you have to get him soft, that he can be strong. And if you let him be there for a while, and he will be more certain about himself and kind of proud because he can do it, you know, and he is actually doing it without you are taking the next level. It's right around the corner, the next level, but you don't go there. You let him be there for a while. And I find it really, really nice feeling to, to let him be there for a while because easy and then without nothing special is going on, he's getting a bit better and better. And uh, yeah, we have to think about that. Don't hurry to to some other levels because it is a, a breeding competition after one month or, or whatever. Can I also ask you then, this was the young horse and like the beautiful way that you would choose to start to train him. Uh, what is if the horse that you have in front of you is lost, if you know what I mean? That he doesn't really understand that he feels unsafe and and you know the bit the reins it's complicated he he kind of blocks out how would you then approach him for sure it would vary from horse to horse so it's you know it's impossible to have like one one rule fits all yeah, but uh, actually it is uh, uh, just the same as uh, as uh, with a young normally normal horse uh, with a non or, or good experience it's all about convincing the horse convincing and suggesting some things if he's ready timing and it's all about that I, I really have a goal that the horse is staying with me i call it and uh, like to be with me that is one of my biggest uh, big goals and i mean this is not uh, what is coming just from self you have to do something about it and you have to be aware about the horse and everything so it's a lot of work, believe me. And uh, I can work with maybe six, seven horses today. And that's it. Then the day is finished. And some riders have 15 horses. And uh, that's impossible. If you really have to have the time for the horse and one person, I would say max eight horses, max. Then you are working the whole day. I mean, also, you have to have a coffee break and lunch and, you know, every time when I'm working at home, I go coffee, coffee drinking or something, they get a little bit, hey, why should I go coffee drinking and they got nothing? So, Benny, um, this has been a lovely talk and it's been so nice to see you again. And I would like to end off by asking the signature question. What have you learned on your personal journey with horses? that you think it's important that everybody who deals with horses should know? Well, oi, oi, oi. <laughs> You're not the first one who uh, said oi, oi, oi. Uh, well, what, what comes first in my mind is, is really to, to know that you ne should never underestimate it how, how clever they are. That's, that's actually uh, what I'm surprising me today, every day. And uh, in small details or in big matters, and uh, if you are aware about that, then you can have a special connections. Otherwise, you you don't have. So that is actually the difference between a horseman or not a horseman. Brilliant, Benny. 
Thank you ever so much for taking this time and have this talk. Yeah, it was really nice uh, to to have this connection again. And uh, and uh, and if you make this film, uh, what you should do, uh, if I can help you with horses or whatever, you just contact me. For sure, I will. It's uh, your your name is on the top of my list. So. <laughs> this was yeah. brilliant, Benny. Thank you very much. It's yeah, uh, what I what I really liked about this talk is that sometime around the middle of the interview, I could feel in my body the kind of energy you're talking about because it, you radiate that kind of energy. And then I feel that I get so inspired that I would like to go to the stable straight away and kind of present mm. something else to my horse, which is really what I want people to to get out of this episode. Yes, actually, you know, uh, what I do, uh, and I do it very gladly, I, in the autumn, I travel around a bit here in Iceland with a couple of horses. Uh, I mean, uh, I take them with a trailer, maybe five horses, and I go to different places in Iceland. And one evening, I am, um, I, I, I name it a work show, and they are in different age. And, uh, I've been very lucky, always really many people are coming and then I just have a mic and I'm explaining uh, my how I get close to them and uh, how I start with them, how I ride them and I have a workhorse with me and I have a horse, different kind of horses in, in different age and every reaction from the horse, none of them are wrong, you know, and uh, it's just life and uh, uh, how they are reacting and, and explaining and, and, and so on. And, and uh, it's not programmed and it's not uh, special, you know, uh, I'm not practicing a special program. I'm just showing where I, where I am with those different kinds of horses. And that is what I really like to do uh, because I get, I get really uh, the attention from the from the people, like you said, they are really you know wow. Tomorrow I, I you know I'm gonna really go and, and train the horses and <laughs> and I think that is uh, really important for the horse people who are coming and watching it because it's it's all about energy and 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 companionship and, and, and buddies and so between a trainer and a horse and uh, that's it and the rest come from self you know and uh, and uh, it should be a little bit funny a little bit uh, you know not complicated but still you know really uh, uh, straight what we are doing and a uh, lot of free reins and, and playing and maybe a little bit faster or maybe or sometimes really slow and 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 I have loose horses around me and uh, you know and really life and and they get to know the horses and uh, I really like doing that and I'm gonna do that traveling around a bit more in Iceland doing that uh, but I'm doing less you know clean really clean in the moment I I wanted to put, put me myself a bit higher on the list and be more in the saddle myself and uh you know yeah brilliant benny 
Okay. And uh, you you sort of invited me to Iceland uh, in the beginning beginning of the interview, and I would love to come sometime. It's uh, it would be wonderful to visit you guys at your new place. I think. Yeah, I mean, just uh, just phone phone call and that's it. You have just heard episode twenty from Clownod Horses, a podcast about horses and horse people. I want to thank my composer Fredrik Blom. I want to thank my guest Benny Lindahl, and last but not least, I want to thank you, dear listener, for your patience. May the horse be forever with you.